Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hi. This is Cal Ripken Jr., and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms. Go ahead and download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by our friends at Elevate Fitness of Syracuse, Welch & Company Jewelers, and Stanley Law Offices. Stanley Law Offices together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. Also want to throw a quick tip of the cap. Thank you out there to friends of the platter, the Swan & Whitaker families, Bob Lindsley, the Alonzo family, and... Of course, Daryl Abert. I'm going to break down the college football playoff semifinals uh, in in this show, and and it was an epic, epic doubleheader of those. So let's get into it a little bit here. I mean, I don't ever remember a college football playoff semifinal wise being like this. I mean, usually they are, they have been blowouts in the recent uh, in the recent past. It's been just an absolutely unbelievable uh, uh, turn of events. Uh, for this doubleheader, which was just absolutely <laughs> fantastic, man. Um, you know, TCU-Michigan game and Georgia uh, and, uh, you know, and Ohio State, it was just, it was it was epic stuff, man. It was like you couldn't peel your eyes away from the TV. Uh, I thought, and I, it's really hard to differentiate the ways that the defenses gave up a lot of yards it's hard to differentiate because to me it looked like it was all the same. For example, and I'm going to break these games down each, you know, one and one, but the one common thing that I saw watching these games was that the defenses for both really Michigan and uh, Georgia, actually for that matter, um, I thought that they really, really left a lot of room. And I thought that, Georgia was in trouble, you know, in the second quarter. Uh, at halftime, this game was 28-24, to 24, I understand that. However, however, Georgia's defense is supposedly the best team, you know, best one in the country, right? They had the best defense last year. They sent a potpourri of guys to the NFL. They probably got about 30 guys on the NFL, uh, you know, on the roster now who are going to go to the NFL. Um, they're super young. They're super good. They're super fast. They're great tackle. Well, not in this game. Not Georgia. Their defense was absolutely horrific. Now, I know that C.J. Stroud made a ton of plays, and many people think that he vaulted up as the number one quarterback to come out of the class because of what he did. He was absolutely, it was astounding watching him play football. But I thought that Georgia was in trouble because they kept letting just big chunk plays, you know, speed to the edge. And it was kind of like that with Michigan, too, where TCU were, they were just faster, they were better. Uh, I thought TCU outcoached Michigan. Max Duggan did not have a great game. I mean, he made the plays when he had to. Um, but I, I think the bottom line is you have to understand with TCU, this game, and, and I mentioned this, I mean, I picked Michigan and I picked Georgia, but I'm not surprised TCU won. TCU has been really a team of destiny this year. When you think about you know the way they got on the field, the way they beat Baylor, you know, the running play, the ballsy thing there, right? Like, <laughs> time is winding down. They rush the special teams unit on. 
they kick the field goal, and they win the game. I mean, it was a season like that for this TCU outfit, and I thought going into the game that it was going to really come down to what quarterback was going to make the most plays. Um, turns out that it wasn't quite like that, um, you know, as far as comparing the two of them, although J.J. McCarthy, it was the plays he didn't make. It was the plays that TCU made on defense to create havoc for J.J. McCarthy, and, and really, a I mean, both quarterbacks threw two interceptions, but the reality is that Michigan's turnovers and Michigan's inept play um, just not that was really what cost them. I mean, inept play, not making enough plays. I'm not sure they win this game even if they have Blake Corum. I'm really not. Um, TCU, I mean, sometimes you just show up and it's like that's it's it's a team that's just ready and due. And yeah, I've heard a lot about TCU being the weakest, you know, college football playoff championship team in the history of it. Okay. They don't care. <laughs> They're 13 and 1, man. They just beat Michigan. Like, TCU's had an unbelievable year. TCU is well-coached. I mean, TCU has a great quarterback. TCU has a fast team. Now, I was thinking to myself during this game, wait a minute, like the Big 12 defense is going to rear its ugly head. Michigan kept coming back, then TCU would throw just a complete body blow back at him. Um, You know, this game was 14 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. Um, TCU, you know, Obviously, the 41-yard interception return, the pick six, I mean, that's that's how the game started, you know. Um, you know, and then Duggan, you know, drove him down in another touchdown. He ran it in for, for a yard, and then Michigan scored, then TCU scored, and then Michigan scored, and it's, you know, going to the second half, it's 21-6. to Michigan gets a field goal, they get a touchdown. You're like, ooh, maybe 21-16, they can kind of calm it down a little bit. They can use some defense. They could turn this into a defensive game, but they couldn't because TCU's speed was just too much getting to the outside, which then opened up the middle, and Michigan could not do anything about it. They just couldn't do anything about it. 21-16 became 28-16, 34-16. Then Michigan scores 34-22. Then TCU goes for a touchdown, 41-22. And, that, and, and, and it was in this third quarter kind of sequence, right, where Michigan kept trying to get a score to get back in it, and they just couldn't do it. And TCU kept piling on, piling on, piling on. Well, then Michigan is down 11 going into the fourth quarter. They score a touchdown. They get the two-point conversion on a beautiful play from J.J. McCarthy to Ronnie Bell. Then TCU, though, right? They're up three. No problem. They get a touchdown. They get a field goal. Michigan gets it back. They score um, the six-point game, obviously, um, at that point, and, and was just, you know, just wasn't enough. And it just seemed like TCU really made more plays. And I'm going to tell you right now, um, this game, as was Georgia and Ohio State, I mean, these games were like, Epic, epic, epic stuff. It, it, it was unbelievable watching these guys. And by the way, Blake Corum not being in there, look, he's a great running back. There's no doubt. But Donovan Edwards went for well over 100 yards in this game. I mean, it's not like they have other guys who are just schlouts, you know, schlubs here. I mean, they're not slouches. They're good players. <laughs> Donovan Edwards is a really good player if you watched him uh, throughout the season. So, you know, in TCU, um, you know, the kid uh, Demercado is super fast. Quentin Johnson, the receiver, had 100 163 yards and a touchdown on six catches. I mean, TCU made some plays. They made more plays. Their defense obviously got the huge turnover. Um, You know, I just thought this was a wonderful game, high scoring. Defense left obviously plenty to be desired, but uh, it was just a fantastic football game. 
And uh, congratulations to TCU. I mean, they're they're playing for a national championship, man. They're going to go up against Georgia. It's going to be a tough, tough game. Hey, folks, are you looking to bet on the next big game in sports? Well, I have great news for you. Our partners at Bet Online, it's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. And hey, you can find reviews and news for every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, golf, you name it, college sports. It's all there with Bet Online. They continue to be the number one resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50. That's B L E A V 50. And you can start right now and place your first bet with Bet Online where the game starts. Coming up next, I'm going to break down the Georgia victory over Ohio State in the college football playoff. What a great game that was. That's all coming up here in about a minute or so on the ML Sports Platter. Brought to you by Burn Dairy, Stanley Law Offices, and the Syracuse Fitness Store. ML Sports Platter back with you. Appreciate everybody listening. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group and Ken's Auto Detailing. Make sure you'll get your car detailed. Route 11 in Cicero, and it's amazing. You leave the parking lot if you're in and around Central New York. You get there, you get your car detail, wax and wax and wash, you can get the chrome coating for the winter. You drive away feeling like you have literally just bought a brand new car. Ken's Auto Detailing, the official detail house of the ML Sports Platter. All right, let's get to Georgia and Ohio State. So in this game, I thought that, that, that honestly, Georgia was in a whole lot of trouble in that second quarter. Frankly, first and second quarter, because you could see that Ohio State was able to expose the Georgia defense. Now listen, I was talking with my uncle about this at uh, my kid's three-year-old birthday party um, just, to, just you know, just yesterday. And what, what it boils down to is <laughs> you look at the most unbelievable defenses in the history of college football. They have bad nights too, right? They have bad nights. It doesn't happen often in Georgia but they had a bad night. And I like their defense. They're really, really young. They're really, really raw. But this sometimes happens when you go up against an offensive guru in Ryan Day and a guy who's going to be playing on Sundays in C.J. Stroud, who was, again, spectacular, 23 for 34 for 348 yards and four touchdowns. They were stretching the field. Agbuka, Harrison Jr. Harrison Jr. was unstoppable. He had 106 yards on five catches and two touchdowns. I thought they could have gone to Marvin Harrison Jr. a lot more in this game. I really did. I mean, I thought, you know, between him and Ibuka, I mean, you're uh, Ibuka, you're looking at 100 and, what is that, 218 points, uh, 218 points, 218 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, they just stretched the field. They really made him pay. It was kind of a running back by committee situation for this Ohio State team. They had 119 yards, um, you know, total. Uh, the kid Williams ran it in for a touchdown, but, they, you know, 43, 34, 28, 8, 6 yards. I mean, you know. That's not that's not blowaway stuff. They didn't have really like a, a major number one guy. Uh, Georgia ran the ball a little bit better with 135 yards, and they had a, uh, two scores on the ground. Uh, Stetson Bennett was outstanding, and I have said this for a long time. I think Stetson Bennett could be when all is said and done. I know that there's been a lot of hype with Bryce Young, with C.J. Stroud, with, you know, Will Levis, with Max Duggan. I, I, I get that. There's There's a lot of great ones out there. 
And there's going to be some teams taking quarterbacks, no question about it, in this draft, of course, because that's the most premier, you know, premium position in, in sports, right? Not just football, but in all sports. Here's the bottom line. <laughs> Here's the bottom line. I'm here to tell you that Stetson Bennett is as good a bet to draft as any person coming out in the NFL draft. He, he's got to be. Because when you look at his resume and you look at what he's accomplished, accomplished at Georgia, there's nothing this dude hasn't seen. He's played in multiple college football playoffs. He's great with the play action. He commands the pocket. He has wonderful size. He has a strong arm. He can scramble. He's played in front of 70 to 80 to 90 to 100 to 110,000 fans each and every week in the SEC. This guy has seen it all. He's battle-tested. So I'm just saying, like, if you're out there and you're the Houston Texans or you are the, well, maybe Detroit brings back Jared Goff, whatever, but they're still going to need probably a quarterback for the future, you know, somebody to learn under him and all the rest. I, I, I got to tell you, I mean, Stetson Bennett is, is as good a pick for me and my money as anybody in the country. Really. Six foot, 190 pounds. I mean, there's a lot to like about his game. Um, you know, the running backs, McIntosh, Edwards, you know, they were kind of split in time, right? Like Bowers, Milton. Um, you know, the Georgia defense really got shredded, I mean, in this game. I, both defense didn't, you know, look really good. Um, you know, four sacks for Georgia, two for Ohio State. Obviously, the offenses were just in full full throttle mode, man, for both of these games. There's no other way to say it. And as you look through the scoring plays, um, you know, in this game, um, you know, right out of the shoot, like I had mentioned, you know, both teams were able to kind of score at will. Um, you know, Kenny McIntosh is just such a great player. You know, he caught that 25-yard ball. Ohio State came out and really set the tone, I thought, with that first drive. Um, and, and it didn't change the rest of the game, you know, offensively using their star power. It just didn't change. And uh, Georgia, though, answers. And then Ohio State scores uh, a touchdown and then another touchdown. And then Georgia comes back with a touchdown and a touchdown and a field goal. They take the lead. Then Ohio State with the, the, the touchdown to end the second quarter. And then it was all Buckeyes in the third quarter with two touchdowns. And then in the fourth quarter, Georgia's down uh, by uh, 14 points going in. They get a field goal. They get a touchdown. You're like, oh, baby, 38-35. The two-point conversion is good. Uh, great play by Bennett to get it over there to McClunky. Uh Ohio State gets a field goal. They're up 41-35. Then Georgia Bulldogs got a huge, huge drive in under two minutes. It was five plays, 72 yards. Ba-boom. They take the lead. 42-41, and then that was enough because uh, the 50-yard field goal, um, you know, missed for Ohio State. It's a it's a crippling, brutal loss for Ohio State, but I will say, I will say one thing about this, that we have had in the, the recent past, we have had um, no parity, really. I mean, you can say in the NFL and, and, and college football, any given Saturday or Sunday, Okay, that's fine. But when the games matter the most, when the stage is at its highest, you see still the major separation, right? This year was a very different year in college football. It was a great year because we had Michigan back. Uh, Ohio State was, was a Titanic team. Um, you know, Alabama was just a notch down, right? Georgia stayed up, but it opened the door. If Alabama's down and Clemson is down, which both of them were, Clemson was big time, Alabama was a little bit, but that created a door to be open. That created two doors to be open. And those two doors were open 
by Michigan and TCU probably, right? Because Michigan beat Ohio State. Ohio State still a good enough resume to get in. Fine, TCU, fine. Again, I had no problem with the college football playoff. And I know Danny Cannell and other people are like harping about this. Like, man, what are you talking about? You wouldn't want 12 teams. You know, all these games are amazing. You want more? Yeah, that's easy to tweet out and be prisoner of the moment that you want more of the games that you saw in the college football playoff when most of these games are garbage in the college football playoff. They are terrible. And so this is really the first year that we had an epic, epic doubleheader and probably was the best college football um, playoff, uh, 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 you know, semifinal showdowns that we've had ever. Um, the games were just great. They really were. And, you know, you just with Georgia, you're starting to kind of get the feeling that maybe there's something brewing here, um, you know, for Georgia to develop into, <clears throat> you know, a mini dynasty or, or a dynasty. Right, and it's going to be all about if they can stay ahead of, you know, Bama. Um, you know, and and we've seen for sure, we've seen the tremendous, tremendous recruiting and, you know, program culture and 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 the team building and bonding and all the rest. That's all through Kirby Smart. Learned it under Nick Saban. Many of the assistants for. Nick Saban cannot beat Saban, but Kirby Smart has started to turn the tables. And Georgia football right now is, you know, this is this is something to watch here because I think they could be developing into something um, big time, you know, big time. And, you know, they're national finalists. They make it to the title game the last two years. They win the title last year, you know. Um, you know, Georgia has won the division title one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times since 2011. Um, you know, conference title-wise, they've won 2022, 2017. But they're going to, I think, keep this thing going. And again, a lot of it does come down to recruiting. Kirby Smart is only in his seventh season. Folks, have you seen his record? He's 80 and 15. That is absolutely ridiculous as a head coach. He's an 842 percentage for his coaching career. That is insane. So... I think Georgia, uh, again, the Alabama dynasty is the bar. That is where the bar has been set. There's no question about it. But Georgia was exposed against Ohio State. And listen, no two games are ever the same. Could there be another shootout in the championship game? It's very possible. But I have a feeling Georgia, they're going to have a couple weeks to prepare. I think that they are going to have an opportunity to adjust Fix their defense. Their coaching's too good. Their players are too fast and good. And at this point, experienced, right? I mean, even freshmen right now are basically sophomores. Sophomores are basically juniors and all that. Um, and Georgia's a program that will not be affected by losing players to the portal. Because Georgia is one of the teams that players would pick because they want to go to the college football playoff. They want to play in the NFL. <laughs> They're one of the top three, four programs. What are you going to do? Transfer from Georgia and go to, I don't know, are you going to go to Michigan? Are you going to transfer some? Maybe if you get NIL, maybe if you get a bigger deal. But there's no better place to play college football right now than Georgia. And this team, with their success in the division, the success in the conference, the success in the college football playoff, Kirby Smart, all the top recruiting classes, Georgia should be here to stay. And I'm here to tell you that I think they win the national championship over TCU by three scores. I'm going to pick them big. I think they adjust. I think they make it happen. And I will go probably, you know, I might do a little preview show, but I, I'm leaning towards a three-score uh, win 
over TCU. So just some thoughts on the college football playoff semifinal games. Again, Georgia over Ohio State and TCU beating Michigan. Um, we'll see if Jim Harbaugh stays around Michigan as well, right? There's been some chatter about him maybe going to the NFL. So, um, <clears throat> you know, we'll see with that. I mean, Jim Harbaugh can get his team to the college football playoff, and that's great. That's better than any Michigan coach, you know, has done the last 20-plus years, right? But is that all he can do? You know, because like I said earlier, like you, you get into a game with Georgia and you see the recruiting difference. You do. You see in pockets of the game, you see, holy crap, they've got two or three more five stars than we do. They have two or three more four stars than we do. Michigan is a really, really good program. Jim Harbaugh is a tremendous coach, tremendous coach. But can he get his team to the championship of a college football playoff? Can he get his team to the top of the college football mountain? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it might be too hard. You might be able to get them there, but I don't know, man. I, I just don't – I don't see it. I don't see Michigan being able to cut through, you know, and, and I don't see a lot of other teams being able to cut through. But I got to tell you this, we're going to learn a lot about if a team can cut through with TCU in the title game. There's no doubt. We're brought to you by Jam and Beats, Bowers & Company, CPAs, Brewerton Ace Hardware, and our awesome friends at Chick-fil-A of Cicero & Clay. Hey, it's a new year. But keep it the same, man. Chicken travels well. Get your food at Chick-fil-A today. Chicken tenders and fries, the delicious mac and cheese, the, the, the fruit. They've got tasty treats, chocolate chip cookies, you name it. It's all there. Their milkshakes are to die for as well. Head on over to Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay. And by the way, you can get your business lunch catered as well. They do serve breakfast. Closed on Sundays, but open all the, all the other days for breakfast, lunch, and dinner at Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay. A proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. And I want to throw a quick tip of the cap thank you out there as well to Liverpool Physical Therapy, Brian Comboy of Mass Mutual New York State, and Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. Visit stumblingmonkeybeer.com and find out more information on how you can join the Mug Club. My Central New York and Western New York people, you got to get out there. School Street in Victor, New York. It's a tremendous, tremendous tasting room at Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Thanks for listening to the show. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.